0: Thanks for joining us here at Fully Yours, our cross-country conversation where three friends share their latest adventures with food to reflect on the themes of everyday life.
1: The matters of the heart.
2: We are fully yours because at the end of the day, food shows us just how truly, fully, we belong to one another.
1: Well, everyone, Hello. welcome back to Fully Yours. <laughs> Today, we're checking in and just seeing how um, how we're doing with, with everything going on in the world, with just kind of our own um, day-to-day, and then also with Thanksgiving coming up. Yeah, just checking in as friends. Eva?
2: <laughs> Put me on the
1: spot. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I have been
2: doing a lot of writing for ho- my hopeful ordination in the Methodist Church in June. Um yeah, so all my paperwork is due mid December and then I interview in February. Um so it's it's a lot of I was telling Christy earlier that at this stage it's a lot of getting to tell stories about how I've been practicing ministry over the past couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, at the commissioning level, which happens before ordination in the Methodist church, it's, it's very much like we want to know your academic theology, kind of what is our doctrine? Do you believe it? How do you believe it? And now it's sort of like, how are you practicing that in your, in your life and in your ministry? And that's much more my home base is just like, this is why this matters. And this is where I see it showing up. And so that's been actually really, um, a good chance for reflection for me to be able to do that. It sometimes feels, I feels like every other paragraph is like being a pastor during COVID, you know, <laughs>
0: how different so, things
2: yeah. are, but I'm sure that I'm not alone in that. So.
0: Yeah, that's real. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm working on commissioning paperwork right now as well. So <clears throat> a lot of my responses have, have been, so in, in New England, we have to submit not only theological questions for commissioning, but also some of those practical components. For me, it's been a lot of like, well, you know, I've only been appointed since July 2019. So I got about, what is that, seven, eight, nine months of normalcy um, under my belt before <laughs> COVID hit. So a lot of my formation and ministry has really been informed by, by how we are present with one another during COVID. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So otherwise just continuing with, um, supporting students that I work with and we've kind of wrapped things up for the semester because folks are getting ready to take finals. And I was about to say going home for Thanksgiving, but most of them are already home. And I did a little, we did a little Advent gathering last week, and I know it was two weeks early, but at this point in 2020, there are no rules. And that was lovely. And I just feel like Advent, which is the season of preparation before Christmas for many Christian traditions, offers a lot of themes that feel very resonant during this time for me, a lot about waiting and sort of sitting in this in-between space and So leaning into that has been a really helpful thing. I think otherwise just trying not to get sick, not to get other people sick and
0: one day at a time, all that stuff. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely hear you on the jumping the gun on Christmas thing. (laughs) So I So my parents came up um, yesterday and one of the things that we did last year is we picked out a Christmas tree together and then we decorated during the day and listened to Christmas music. And so we did it again this year, but a week early than we had from last year. And we actually went to a Christmas tree farm and they weren't open yet. Like I misread their post; They posted on November 10th that they were going to be open on November 27th, but I read that they were open from November 10th to November 27th. So, so I showed up and they were super, super sweet. And we got this really cool tree. It's called a conchlear fir or con color fir or something like that. It's got really long, flat needles and it's like a blue green color. Like it's, it's a really, really cool tree. And it's, it was such a joy yesterday to, to decorate and listen to Christmas music again. And I cooked for my parents. And so I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm all about ringing in joy
1: before it's time (laughs) at this point. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I've been wanting to go kind of all all out on, I mean, this is not the fullness of what Christmas is, but all, all out in our home and just to create some coziness and some, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think what you're saying, Christy, just some joy, because I think that's really, I know a lot of us are sh- struggling to figure out how to navigate the holidays this year. And I think for some of us, it means either because this is going to be a more grief-filled time or or just like, doesn't feel the same if we're not coming together in the same ways that we do. Like, I think some people are just going to kind of put a pause on the holidays or just skip over this year, which is fine if that's, you know, the most helpful way for them. But I was telling my mom, I'm like, we're going to go all out. That's the plan. <laughs> She's like, really? I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> no idea what that means right now, but I'm seeing some crafting in the future. Yeah. Yes. I love it.
2: Chris and I were going to go um, we're we're likely not we we've decided we're not going to New Jersey this year which like now that I really think about that it it will be the first time I have not been to New Jersey after Christmas ever like wow. since I was alive wow cuz that's where my dad grew up that's where my grandmother lives and relatives from Pennsylvania come and but my grandma's in a nursing home and it's just not safe to go see her and I mean New Jersey has very serious rules about who can come and who can't and I'm glad they have those but it's um yeah it's going to be very weird not doing that I mean we don't do much we just sort of sit around and eat and go for walks on the beach but so we thought well maybe we'll go like go somewhere just the two of us and I think we're just like let's just stay put and have a staycation and like we're gonna craft I don't know what we're gonna make but we're gonna craft
1: <laughs> pull out that banjo <laughs> it was banjo yes. right Filing yeah guitar. banjo yeah, yeah I'm still I'm still
2: practicing and learning which has been so fun thanks
1: nice. and Christy Cosmo's uh, first Christmas it sounds like yes it is
0: and So last year, when I got the Christmas tree, I knew that I was going to adopt a dog, but I didn't know when. And so I bought a little Christmas-themed dog toy and put it at the top of the tree, like a little star, because I didn't have anything to put on top of the tree. Mm -hmm. And then lo and behold, January 15th of this year, I adopted Cosmo. So this is Cosmo's first Christmas, and- true to tradition because now it will always be a tradition um I bought him a Christmas pickle a stuffed Christmas pickle toy and it's at the top of the tree so so he'll get that on Christmas morning
1: he's your little star that came into
0: your world he is can you like I just can't even imagine like the timing, the timing for this was just so perfect. And my parents, um, it was May of 2019 that my parents lost their dog. And Mm -hmm. so they had been mourning him and, um, you know, and for me to get Cosmo a little less than a year later, It's been such a joy to see them interacting with him and having fun with him, and he's he's been a joy all around. So I just you know, especially during quarantine, to have another little buddy around is really nice. So and
1: for listeners who um, joined us after we had all locked on logged on, you missed Cosmo. Uh making the tree. What were you saying, Christy? It's a little disconcerting when the tree moves <laughs> across the room. Yes, when the tree
0: moves across the room, I think he's up to something.
1: Uh-huh. Um so you so- managed to get a glass ornament off. That is surprising. He did. didn't I crunch that thing. Like in- I know. <laughs> that so- is remarkable. <laughs> yeah. So earlier, um,
0: I heard this sound and I, I couldn't figure out what it was. And I go over and I find the glass little ball and it's made out of glass and he somehow managed to pull it off the tree. And I was wondering like, where's the metal piece? I can't find the metal piece. Where is it? And it was still attached to the tree. So somehow he got his mouth around the glass ball and pulled it off. So he, uh, I don't, uh, (laughs) we'll see how this Christmas tree holds up.
2: My mom has a great story of when like the first couple of years she and my dad were married, they just had little to no money. And um, so she was making all of her own ornaments and she made these little felt dolphins they are really cute. And I think she still has them. But when we had our cat Buster, who's like this big brown tabby, you know, she usually put them toward the bottom or kind of in the middle and he would just like attack them and so you know the morning would start and there'd be 10 little felt dolphins around the tree and then by the end of the day they're like scattered
1: all over the
2: floor <laughs> oh just animals and christmas trees
1: yeah and Always. i feel like felt fish you're kind of asking for it if you have a <laughs> yeah. cat that's really cute. yep wow
0: Yeah. I've never had to consider that before. Like our previous dogs were, they never really got into trouble. Plus we, we had an artificial tree for as long as I can remember. And it was only last year that I started getting a live tree and Cosmo's tail. That's another thing. I've only ever had Australian shepherds. So like, I don't have to worry about tails, knocking Christmas ornaments off. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So what are you all eating? Like I know that we're sort of in this cozy mode. What are what are y'all mm. up to in yeah, the kitchen? Yeah, and I'm
1: curious like how food is going to sort of play into this yeah. sort of different version of holidays this year for for mm. you all.
0: Yeah. One of the things, things that's been really cool. I think we talked about it in our last episode, but, um, I was recently appointed as the coordinating pastor to simple church. And one of the things that's been really awesome is that at one of the churches, we send around a recipe and we all make it before we jump on the zoom call. Mm, So even, yeah. So even when we can't be around the same table we can at least still be eating a common meal. And well, so, church, right? Yeah, yeah, so simple church yeah. is a dinner church, yeah. And so that's that's been really really wonderful and it it sort of made me think about like family traditions and family recipes and sending those around during the holidays especially for folks who are not able to to travel and that being a way to keep traditions alive and to to be present with one another even from a distance. So
1: yeah, that is so true. The other uh gosh, last week or so, I was really I just felt like okay, I'm ready to like make something really wanted to like make a significant or just like a hearty, warm mm-hmm. dish of something. And so um I asked my spouse what he like what he had been craving and he was craving his mom's lasagna because that's where this year we haven't been able to see his family there far away. And um, so it was really special to get the recipe from her and she sent another family recipe version. And I kind of, I have not, I have, I don't think I've ever made a lasagna <laughs> really tastes like lasagna, especially because I've been, you know, just having fun and experimenting with like vegan and vegetarian and just different ways of eating and lasagna, like good classic lasagna typically is like all about the cheese and the meat. And so, you know, I probably kind of strayed too far. I tried to like morph some things and do my own. thing. Still, Still was not the best lasagna, but It felt, it was just that connection point of, yeah, I think that's one way that I'm really grateful that we're able to connect a bit. And in a week they're planning to send his uh, parents always send a tin, like an old fashioned tin of Christmas cookies from the Mm -hmm. other side of the country that they bake. And that's really special because that, that's a huge part of how He's celebrated Christmas with his family um, and just cookie decorating and that sort of thing. So mm. yeah, I think that's very true. Yeah. I love that. That reminds
2: me of usually about this time of year, my grandmother used to send. So there's this pretzel company called Splits. I think it's called Splits. And not folds. Not folds. Should <laughs> or, be. <but>. Or not. <laughs> But they're in somewhere in Pennsylvania. And um, so she used to send like this huge box to my family every year with like 12 bags of pretzels and like all different kinds. And then she did it for me a few years in college and then a couple years after. And gosh, I haven't thought about that in a while. But I mean, we've been doing a lot of soups the past few weeks because it's been cool and cozy. I also tried, it was... (laughs) So I've talked a lot about this new cookbook I got, um, Vegetable Kingdom, which is Mm -hmm. Bryant Terry, who has done a lot around like Afro-Caribbean food. And it's a really thoughtfully laid out. It's really just like a celebration of vegetables. Mm -hmm. And the recipes are quite involved. And I did not (laughs) fully read it, which is like rule number one, when you're trying a new recipe, like read the whole thing. And I (laughs) maybe skimmed it a little too much, but- I made a mushroom gumbo wow. and, um, it was very worth the wait. I mean, it took probably two and a half hours to make the whole thing, but it was very tasty and really enjoyed that a lot. And I was, I made a roux successfully for the first time. Mm. So that was fun. And a roux is flour and broth or it's what? yeah, it's flour, butter and a little broth. And you just okay. the trick is you just got to keep whisking okay. for a long time so that it doesn't burn, um, which has typically been my my issue. So and it thickens the stew. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it gives that that umph to a gumbo or mm-hmm. I mean, you can make a roof for a lot of different things, but it
0: sounds so good.
2: So that was fun. And it, it's sort of so we support a, it's not quite a CSA, but we have an online farmer's market that we shop from every week. And we're sort of getting to like the slow, the slow end of things in this season. And so it's been a lot of mushrooms and sweet potatoes and mm. which has been nice. So what kind of and- mushrooms are you getting? Uh, mostly shiitakes. Really? From, from local
0: farms so here in cool. Arkansas. Yeah. They've been really good. Yeah. We've been getting oyster and lion's mane up here. Mm -hmm. So those are really cool. I love mushrooms. Mm -hmm.
2: And then with holidays, keeping some of the same things, like I can't have a Thanksgiving without sweet potato pie. It's like Mm -hmm. the recipe that my great grandma made and we don't use, like, I don't measure. It's just like constantly tasting and tweaking and mm-hmm. we always have almost always have it for breakfast on Thanksgiving morning. Mm. So planning to do that. And it's sort of like, let's make whatever we want. like
0: <laughs> no rules 2020, right Well, I'm so thankful for the ways that we can we get to be, that we have the privilege to be so connected by food. And so, we are recording on the Sunday before Thanksgiving. As we sign off tonight, we just want to uh, we want to hope for a really beautiful Thanksgiving this year. I know that it's it's going to be so different for so many different people. You know, COVID has really has really done a number on a lot of us. And um, you know, there there's some. You know, we're not ignorant to the fact that there's some tables that even if we could get together there would be empty seats there and we want you to know that we are holding you all in our hearts and and in our in our thoughts as we gather this week this is a really really beautiful time and we hope that it's beautiful for you but we encourage you to to feel all that you're feeling in this moment and um yeah
1: Yeah. And also, you know, throughout the course of this season, we've been delving a little bit more intentionally into the, just the complexity of race and food and how racism shows up in, in sort of our food ways. And so also naming and recognizing that kind of the equal complexity of this food center holiday, that's, that has this beautiful message of gratitude and also has Uh, really harmful and and painful history and roots that it comes out of. And so it's a lot, it's a lot to hold in this year, but just also encouraging folks to recognize where they live. And maybe as, as we've done over the past um, several episodes maybe using just 15 minutes of your time during this vacation to dig a little bit more, becoming a little bit more aware of the history of the land you're on. There's so many great organizations out there where if you have the means, you can donate and support others who've been disadvantaged by this history for centuries. And so, yeah, just maybe seeing that as a a beautiful act of gratitude and Mm -hmm. thanksgiving and a step towards the long journey of reparations um, that we have ahead of us.
2: Yeah. Thanks for saying that, Chloe. Yeah. I think something just to add another little thought, my mind has been so much on, um, especially thinking about like election stuff and now sort of post election, like what's mine to do. I mean, that's a question I've been asking for. I think I've asked it a few times on this show or on this podcast is, um, How do I get really clear about what my gifts are and how to use them for towards healing and justice in different ways and, and asking what's not mine to do (laughs) and letting go of what I can't, what I can't fix, even though I might really want to. So I think this, I I hope that those of us who have time and space to slow down a little bit this week and maybe ask some of those questions too, like if we're all really in this for, for the long haul, there are some beautiful and creative ways that we can show up for that work.
1: Huge thanks to our Dream Team for keeping us grounded and inspired, including Steve Dry and the Entrepreneur League based in Cambridge, Massachusetts, for their input and support of our podcast. Shout out
0: to Melody Stanford-Martin, for our gorgeous logo design. And many thanks to you, our listeners. If you like what you hear, be sure to check out
2: our website at fullyyourspodcast.com for even more recipes, writings, and
0: resources.
1: Drop us a line, we love hearing from you.
0: And leave us a review on iTunes. It really means a lot.
2: Until next time, we are fully yours.